appreciate the, the love offering. You've always been good to us. You've been extra good to us here, so thank you. How many of you tired? Raise your hand. Be honest. You're tired. You're tired. Really, Nate, you know, you, you've got a right to be tired. I've tried to pray for you this week. And I've been making this a matter of prayer in my meetings lately. I try to take in consideration. I try to pray for people that work, that God would strengthen them during the day, that God would help them as they sit in these meetings and strengthen them both physically and spiritually. Dr. Biggs, the other night he said, well, Brother Buster's, by the morning, he said, Brother Buster's message last night, he said, I'm going to make a series out of it. Well, I could take his and make an encyclopedia out of it, you know. <laughs> Man, he gives you so much goodies and so much truth. Well, I'm just going to share one verse. I'll have to come back to preach again on what everybody likes when we preach on. But I want to share one verse, and I'm going to give us four or five thoughts quickly, and I'll be done, the Lord willing, in 15 minutes. Can you listen that quick? Will you listen 15 more minutes? How many of you listen 15 minutes? You listen fast. faster you listen, the quicker I'll preach, okay? I'm going to let you remain seated. Acts 27, 31. Now, you're familiar with Acts 27. That's where Paul was in that great storm, Euroculand. There was a big storm, the tempestuous storm. It came upon them. Paul's on his way to Rome. He's appealed to Caesar. And they said to Caesar, thou shalt go. But it's in Acts 27, verse 31, that I want to read one verse and then give you a few thoughts, and we're going to go to the house. Acts 27, 31. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Listen now. He said, except ye abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Father, help us now tonight. Lord, you've been so good to us this week, Lord, and these people are precious to our hearts. Lord, I mean that. You've placed them and knitted them in our hearts, and we thank you for them. Thank you for all that you've done this week. And to thee be the glory, Lord. To you be all the glory. Great things that you've done. Thank you for using Brother Kurt. Thank you, Lord, for using the Corbett's and, and Brother Biggs and Brother Mitchell and all that's preached and been done. Thank you for the choir, Lord. I want to bless you for the special touch that you put on the choir this week. Lord, how you use them to minister to my own heart. And all that's been done, we say thank you. Lord, help us for just a few minutes tonight as we try to bring a few simple thoughts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. All right, I want to use that one simple verse there and preach on stay with the ship. Stay with the ship. Now, if you'll notice back in verse number 2, you'll find that they launched. The Bible said in verse 2, and entering into a ship of Arantium, we launched meeting to sail by the coast of Asia. Here you find they launched. But notice in verse number 44, the Bible said in the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. They launched, but hallelujah, they landed safe on the other side. And I've got news for you tonight. If you've been saved and born again, that's when you launched it. That's when you set sail, and one of these days we're all, that's, that's all that's been saved, we're going to land safe on the other side. But listen, to be saved from the storm, 
Now, I'm not talking about salvation uh, from sin, but to be saved from the storm, uh, stay with the ship. I'm talking about stay with the church. Stay with the church, friend. Uh, so many are abandoning the church. Uh, so many are leaving and quitting uh, and giving up on the church. Uh, but I admonish you tonight, uh, uh, stay with the ship. Uh, now, I'm talking about right here at Jonesboro, right here where you're a member, uh, or wherever you're a member, stay uh, uh, with the ship. Uh, now, let me give you four logical reasons uh, that it would have seemed very logical to abandon ship. Uh, and notice if you look at verse 9, 10, and 11, that here Paul had sailors that would not listen. Why, he told them, he said, it's not safe. In the Bible said in verse 9, he admonished them. He said in verse 10, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. And he goes on and tells them, hey, me and you ought not to sail. Hey, don't sail. But you know what Paul had? He had sailors that wouldn't listen. They must have been Baptists, wasn't they? I guarantee you most of them was Baptists. Hey, we got a lot of Baptists today that don't want to listen. Now, you see, you'll find that the, the centurion, he believed the captain of the ship more than he did Paul. You better listen to the man of God, friend. You better listen to God's spokesman when he opens this blessed book underneath the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You better listen to God's man. People could save themselves a lot of storm, heartache, heartbreak, if they'd only listen to God's man. He had sailors that wouldn't listen. Notice something else, verse number 20. He had a storm that wouldn't lighten. Boy, it seems logical just to jump overboard. Verse 20, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved, was then taken away. I mean, they had a storm, friend, that would not lighten. I mean, it been dark, dark for days and days. Over two weeks, if you'll study here, 14 days, they were driven up and down. Hey, they had a storm that would not lighten. But oh, listen, they stayed with the ship. Some of you have been in big storms here lately. Listen, the church just came through a storm trying to come down here. But hallelujah, God's brought you through. God's brought you through. Stay with the ship. Don't abandon the church. Hey, a lot of people get in a storm, trials, tests, tribulations, and they quit on God. Throw in the towel. Don't do that. Stay with the ship. Stay with the ship now. You see, had sailors wouldn't listen, storm wouldn't lighten. Verse 18, 19, he had storage that lost its value. In other words, cargo. Notice what he said. The Bible says, verse number 19, in the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. Man, they begin to throw over some overboard some things that were precious. Now look here. There's a whole lot we need to lighten the ship up. 
We need to lighten the ship of all those worldly things, sure. And all of that that's not like Christ, yes. But they were throwing over the tackling of the ship. Man, it pictures to me what's going on in our hour. Many people are throwing out convictions. They're throwing out the principles of the Bible. They're saying it's no use. We'll just cater to the world. We'll lower our standard. We'll let anything go and anything come. But hey, friend, you can't do that. It seems logical, but it's not the right thing to do. Stay with the ship. Hey, we need to have love and compassion and concern. Yes, keep that. Keep that. There is some things that we need to lighten the ship up, sure. They had storage that had lost its value. But then notice there. Their sense of direction had became limited in verse 20. We've already read that verse. You see, the Bible said in verse 20, and neither sun nor stars in many days appeared. You see, the only way they had of directing that ship, look here. The only way they directed back then, they navigated by the moon and the stars and the sun and a compass. That's all that they had. Did you know? And the Bible goes on to say what they had done, they just let her drive. That's what the book said. They just let her drive. They quit trying to hold it in the headwinds. They got tired of booking that storm. So they said, well, just let her drive. Let her go where she wants to go. Hey, you can't do the church like that, friend. No, you got to hit her right in the eye of that storm. Keep her steady. Don't lose confidence. Don't lose faith. Hey, there's where they were. They hadn't seen the sun nor the moon nor the stars in many days. Where we at? We're in Georgia. I say, some say, let her, let her go with the flow. In Georgia, we, or in Alabama, if we was in Alabama, we'd say, let her ride with the tide. Or let her just drift with the wind. You can't do that. No. Hey, friend, we've got a book. We've got the chart. We've got the compass. We've got a captain. And we've got to fly. Just sail on with him. Sail on with him now. Stay with the ship. There's four logical reasons why Paul could have said, let's just abandon this boy. Let's just jump overboard. Let's just jump over. And a lot of people are doing that in this hour. A lot of people are doing that. But let me give you four reasons why you need to stay with the ship. Now, I'm talking about the local church right here. I'm talking about the church as a whole, but I'm talking about the local church too. I want you to know something. I'm a local church man. I believe, I don't believe in this wandering around and carrying your letter in your trunk. Oh, no. I believe you ought to find you somewhere to join up with and put your tithes and offerings in and labor and work in a local church. I believe that. Amen. You stay with the ship now. Now, why? Why should they stay with the ship? Well, look at verse 23. Very quickly. Notice in verse 23, Paul said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, 
whose I am. Well, Paul didn't belong to no angel. Hey, this ain't no ordinary angel like you are thinking. And I believe it was the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he said, whose I am and whom I serve. That Paul didn't serve an angel like we know angels. That was the Lord. That, hey, you say, why should we stay with the church? That, because that's where the presence of God can be felt. Paul went down after long abstinence. He'd been gone. He'd been down there praying and fasting. Man, he come up with an answer. And he said, boys, the angel of the Lord stood by me this night. I felt the presence of God on board this ship, he said. Amen. Last night around here, I felt the presence of God. And I felt a little tonight. Hey, friend, it may not always be a gully washer, but it's right here at church where the presence of God will be felt. Amen. I worship God at home. I've had good times going down the road in the car. I worship God in motel rooms, but I love to come to church when the presence of God can be felt. And it's right here, right here, right here. Stay with the ship. Stay with the ship. I ain't looking for no new ship either. I ain't looking for no new ship. I like the old time way. Amen. There's probably some around here last night. I seen some walling their eyes and batting their eyes and looking at some of you and me. They probably thought, what in the world is the matter with them folk? They probably said they're Pentecostal, they're Nazarene holy rollers. I don't give a flip what they call me. I done got beyond public opinion. I'm trying to just stay old-fashioned and old-time and worship God. Stay with the ship. Stay with the ship. That old song used to say, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the host of hell assails and the wind of Satan prevails, thou who rulest wind and water, stand by me. And you heard a while ago, hallelujah, he's a walk in the perimeter. Amen. He's a, hey, I may preach just a tad bit more than 15 minutes. Yes. I'm telling you, brother, right here, it's where the presence of God can be felt. Well, you say, I was here last night, and I had my little fan up, my motor didn't turn. You need to get a little oil in your motor. Amen. Presence of God can be felt. Let me give you another reason to stay with the church. Verse 24, the purpose of God will be found there. Paul said in verse 24, he said, saying, here's what the Lord told him to say. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. The purpose of God is found. He said right down there in the bottom of this old ship, God said we was going to make it and we was going to go to Rome. And God had given me all those that sail with me. Hey, friend, it's right here that, that you can find the will of God and the purpose of God for your life. Right here listening to sound preaching, listening to the Word of God from God's man and receive direction and receive enlightenment about the purpose of God. Amen. Stay with the ship for the purpose of God can be found. Hey, you know what? One of these days we're going to see our own. Amen. We're going to see our own, brother. 
Look a little further, I'm about to quit. Verse 27, what do you see here? Well, let's read. But when the 14th night was come as we were driven up and down in uh, Adria, is that all right, Adria, Adiria, about midnight, the Bible said the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. Well, stay with the ship because here you see the prospect of God is foreseen. The prospect of God is foreseen. I mean, that had been 14 days. And all of a sudden, they begin to deem. They begin to deem that they drew near to some country. I tell you what that word means without even having looked it up. It means they got highly suspicious. Amen. I mean, they begin to say, boys, I think we're getting near land somewhere. I don't know where they saw the lights. I don't know where they heard somebody singing. I don't know what they saw. But they begin to deem that they were near in some country. Man, all you got to do is listen. Know a little about the Bible. I pick up a newspaper. Look in the Middle East. And man, just drop your little old sounding rock. That's what they did, see. They'd take that thing and sound. And they found it 20 famines. They went a little further and they sound it again. And found it 30 famines or 15 famines. What that was, they had a rock tied on the bottom of that, that rope. And ever so far was a knot and another knot. That meant how many feet it was. And somebody said, I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close. I don't know. I just think we're getting close. And they fold that line overboard. And they got a hold of it, fit where the water was, and they brought it on out and measured it. And they went a little further and threw it overboard again and said, sure enough, boys, sure enough, the water's getting shallow. And we're nearing the shore. Trouble soon will be over. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm highly suspicious tonight that the church is a nearing land, friend. A nearing land tonight. Oh, that old colored preacher said, boys, I feel like we're so close home that we could fold the tents in and walk from here. Amen. When you look at Russia, look at this now. I got Gorbachev. He's going through, taking Russia through a midlife crisis. Russia's changing her nature. She's not that raging, roaring bear no more. She's let Poland, Czechoslovakia, Romania, Lithuania, all of these come out of her. And she's crying, peace, peace, peace. Man, First Thessalonians 5, 3 said, When they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And what about that? Who ever thought we'd see the Berlin Wall fall? Who ever thought we'd see West Germany and East Germany united? A Gomer, that's what it is. Gomer and Ezekiel 38 and 39. And now they're back together. I tell you, I take what little knowledge I have of that Bible and throw it overboard. And I'm getting highly suspicious that we're near land, buddy. We're near land. Yes, the prospect of God is foreseen. Yes. Amen. Almost feel like I hear somebody singing. The breeze from that shore. Amen. But last of all, see that you stay with the ship now because the promise of God is always faithful. Look at verse 44. We read it, but look at it. The promise will be faithful. <laughs> Let me read you another verse. I got the longest way to drive. The Bible said in verse 34. 
Wherefore, I pray you today, take some meat. I'm going to tell you what Brother Biggs has given you a while ago was some meat. Meat, buddy. Take some meat, for this is for your health. Well, I know a lot of weak and anemic Baptists that need to get a little meat in them for their health. But watch this. He said, for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. You believe that's in the Bible? Do you believe that? There shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. Well, my Lord, they all had to swim to shore. You can't take a shower. You can't take a shower without some of the hair coming out of your head. That, you can't, man, if you're like, you can't comb your hair without a few hairs being in the comb. But Paul said, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, said, don't you worry about a thing. There ain't even going to be a hair fall from your head. We're going to make it. But you see, if this is the type of the church, it breaks up and falls all to pieces. What do you think's going on right now? The Laodicea church movement and all of this. But I've got news for you. The promise to God is faithful. And they all escaped to land. They all made it. Stay with the ship, folk. Stay with the church. Be found faithful, serving God. Stay. Stay with the ship. Hang in here. Get excited. I tell you, I can't. I appreciate our brother running last night and brother Joel running. I was doing some kind of jitterbugging up here. I got plenty happy. I get you. I don't get like that often. But stay with it. Get excited. We're almost done. It's almost over. I tell you what you need to do. Stay. Back your pastor. Support him in prayer with your presence and support him and help him. Man, have a vision around here. Just think, who'd have thought a year ago was the Fairnet building? The choir's over here. Man, we just in there couldn't get you. Just think where God's brought you. Just think where God's brought you. In the sweet presence of God, this is where we can be. Find the prospect of God. Oh, listen, stay with the ship. I'm through.